I'll make a deal with you. If you apologize to me and start treating me for with... For what? For all the abuse you've given me the last three years. And treat me with a little respect. I won't get on your case about having this Tony Schiavone on all the time. Tony Schiavone? On Wrestling Challenge. You snuck him What's and wrong with Tony Schiavone? He isn't welcome. By whom? By He's you? He's not capable to be in the same announcing He's booth as me. He's one of the premier play-by-play -play men in all of professional wrestling. Admit I don't it. like him. I don't like him. Hello and welcome to another micro-episode of The Substandard, sponsored by Casper Mattresses. I'm Victor Mattis, along with Jonathan V. Last and Sonny Bunch. Just a quick reminder that full episodes of The Substandard are available every Thursday at 11 a.m. Well, he was mentioned on the show, and sadly he has passed. I'm not talking about Harry Dean Stanton or any of our other victims. No, this time... <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't say our victims. Our, oh, you had a hand in a couple of them. Okay, but just a couple. I'm talking about wrestling legend Bobby the Brain Heenan, who died last week at age 72. He'd been fighting throat cancer for a long time. God bless uh, we did talk about him. In fact, one of you guys added a very funny gif, and I think it was Ric Flair throwing his towel behind, and Bobby the Brain catches it really quickly without missing a beat. It's fantastic. I do remember seeing that gif. I yeah, don't, it was maybe that was gif. me. I don't remember. <laughs> JVL, you have thoughts. Is it Ric Flair or Mr. Perfect? Mr. Perfect. It was definitely Mr. Perfect. Yeah, that's right. Now I remember because that Sonny is. Yeah, that was because I'm Mr. Oh, right. Perfect. Ah, Mr. Perfect. Kurt Hennig's still alive, right? <laughs> As of when we're taping this, yeah. Kurt Hennig's still alive. Okay, good. Yeah. Wait, no, I think that's not true. You know, you talked about Bobby the Brain first. I'm going to oh, effort Kurt boy. Hennig. Here we go. Thanks. Uh, nice work. Uh, Sunny. Uh, oh, good. Well, uh, I uh, no the the best part about wrestling in the like late '80s, early '90s were the the comic sidekick, valet slash manager types. I never liked the girls. You know, Miss Elizabeth or Sherry. What, who was Sherry? The crazy one. Scary know, Sherry, Scary Sherry, Sherry Martel. Uh, I she was she was they never you know were that interesting to me. Um, but the, the they were more valets yeah. than managers. Well, what's the difference between yeah. a valet and a manager? Can you get into that for me? So in the JV. valet wrestler relationship, the wrestler is the lead and the valet is there to accompany them. But in the manager wrestler relationship, it is really the manager of the stable who is in charge, and the wrestler is doing his bidding. Mm. I see. So also, he's like the Kurt brains. Hennig, 100% dead. Oh, oh. oh, no. That's sad. Well, I love yeah. that guy. But he was probably ancient by wrestling years. What was he, 50, 60? 43. <laughs> he was uh, born 1958, died 2003. Yeah, 2003? Yeah, that's about right. He's so, been He's been dead for yeah, 14 years yeah, now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, what's what's fun is to think about how we're going to be having all these conversations about uh, football players in like twenty years. Yeah. You know, yeah. brain brain injuries. Oh, I thought there, I thought drug. the problem was they weren't hitting enough. I don't uh, know. careful. Was, sorry, no politics. No. <laughs> sorry. Uh, so that that's the difference: the manager and the valet. I like see. the manager has mm -hmm. the stable, the mm -hmm. valet, mm -hmm. and also the manager can have mm -hmm. multiple uh, clients. The valet typically is wedded to one wrestler. Right. You you sometimes literally. <laughs> sometimes, yeah, yeah. Uh, not K. Sometimes even not kayfabe. Uh, so like Miss Elizabeth can only be wedded to one wrestler at the time. Uh -huh. Same with Tammy. Although Adam White may correct us on this, mm -hmm. but I believe the typical valet relationship is that they serve only Sable, one wrestler. At a time. Mark Merrow and Sable. That was there like getting go. more into the WWF extreme. 
yeah, you know, era. I was I was WCW era. during the Attitude Area. Uh, era, anyway, era. Um, uh, Bobby the Brain was great, but he was uh, he was always kind of a second tier guy to me. I I loved uh, Paul Bearer because he like seemed really committed to his shtick of being a fake Paul Undertaker. Paul Bearer was and, wicked committed, and uh, with his voice. Yeah, I mean, he like he was always ridiculous looking. He like kind of small and trembling and shaking. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the mouth of the South. Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart uh, was was also extremely committed to his shtick and, and enormous very, very heat. Good. Oh yeah, he drew he was, enormous yeah. heat. The mouth but, of the South. But is Bobby the Brain the only one who made the transition from manager to announcer yes. that well? And that's because he was unbelievably glib. Oh and, yeah, and Bobby's he was his shtick ran the gamut of uh, superior. To outraged, to cowering and simpering, and, and yeah. he could do it all, and it was fantastic. Yeah. He, he had great body language, fantastic body, and he was so quick. There was I was looking through some some classic Bobby the Brain footage, and there is uh, an interview with Mean Gene, and Mean Gene tosses off an aside <laughs> about I thought we were here to talk about X. Bobby the Brain says, sure, we could talk about whatever you want to talk about, but don't talk to me about it. And then just keeps going with <laughs> <laughs> this like verbal jujitsu. And he's so yeah. good. You should go. I, I went to watch his uh, his WWE Hall of Fame induction speech. And he is he's in bad shape. Oh, yeah. It's after really the really in cancer, bad shape. Right? He's already been throwing. Yeah. And he's sensational. I mean, it is just as a piece of speech making. It is a fabulous speech. Uh, and he is again. He's charismatic. He is. You could see why they wanted him as the face mm-hmm. of the company. And he and Gorilla Monsoon. That's going to say he was great with Gorilla Monsoon. The two of them in, in tandem, very close friends, too. Yeah. In yeah. I- IRL, yeah. not yeah, not kayfabe. Very very close friends. Was he was he announcing when uh, when Hogan turned heel at the WCW? I don't know. I would yeah. have to go back and look because he did move to WCW. He did move to WCW. Right, there, right. Were, there was, you know, he used to be with Girl Monsoon right. and in WWE, but then there's a universe of time when he's doing with Tony Schiavone. Mm-hmm. At I I really WCW. I think he was, and I and he was with them when Gorilla passed on. Yeah. Well, I don't want to. I I may be totally misremembering this. I was vagaries you know, of memory, but I, like, yeah, but ahead. like the the like I I seem to remember him like when Hogan came out. I seem to remember somebody on this announcing team, and I'm pretty sure it was Bobby the Brain, maybe somebody else, saying like, "Oh, is Hogan here to join H- Hall and Nash?" And the other announcers kind of being like, <laughs> <laughs> trying to tamp it down. Uh, and of course, he he, he was great. You know th- what I think? What I found so wonderful about him was that. He was a little bit like Wiley e. Coyote. He would have these grand plans of how he was going to get whoever, you know, Hulk Hogan typically during the, the Hulk monster years yes. of the WWF. But then somehow he always felt was the guy wind up holding the stick of dynamite that blows up in his face. And it was tremendously mm-hmm. pleasurable to watch that. Mm-hmm. Like watching Bobby the Brain get his comeuppance was one of the great pleasure center dopamine hits of wrestling in those days. And I, I, I love the guy. I am sad for his passing. Yeah. Were there any legitimately, like, good guy managers? I feel like all the managers are heels, basically. That's not right? true. That's not true, Mister Fuji. Well, there's Mister <laughs> Fuji, of course, but the, exactly who I'm thinking, who I was thinking. I mean, for that me, guy was a saint. I know, I know, he's part of the access, and therefore, in your your stable, uh, Vic. But the the uh, but like, I mean, they're all. 
they're all basically bad guys, right? They're there to kind of turn the tide of the fight. Most managers were babyface managers, but not mm-hmm. all. There are, I'm sorry, were heel managers. I'm trying to think of uh, Oliver Humperdinck, Lou Albano is the classic, right? Lou Albano was, oh, it was a bad Lou. guy. Captain Lou went yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Who was he the manager of? Cindy Lauper. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, wait, I get confused. A whole Sorry. stable. They really? were, I know. That's, they were, that's a little before my time. There were a bunch of them. But, I mean, typically the manager is what you do to, A, help a new wrestler get over, you give them a manager, and, B, for wrestlers who can't talk yet, who who have not perfected their mic skills, you would give them a manager so the manager Again, can do all the talking for them. Again, not true. Not true. One of his clients is Andre the Giant. <laughs> there's a line in the princess bride when they roll out andre the giant on fire do you remember this they try to scare the the common folk at the front of the gates and they light him and he's wearing a hood and he says something about like you will burn by fire and then all of a sudden to this day nobody knows what he said like he could play it over and over again go back to that scene he says something at the very end (laughs) yes it's like what does he say i don't know but it's scary run out of the way so um, but no, but I mean, and, and it's interesting because he could be a, a heel manager, but his clients don't necessarily have to be, obviously. Heels. You know, one of, one of the Andre. games my friend Adam White, who I've mentioned before, and I play sometimes is wrestling analogies to real life. And we were playing this game the other day and talking about the world of conservative journalism. <laughs> I'm afraid where this mm. is going. Somebody suggested that the perfect analog... For Bobby the Brain, Bill Crystal. Twitter wow. Bill Crystal. Twitter <laughs> era Bill, <laughs> Bill Crystal. Yeah. Twitter Bill Crystal. Yeah. Uh, I, I, can see, a, I can see that. Not to end on a down note as I was prepping for this and looking through. Not to end on a down note about the guy who just died, uh, like all the other wrestlers. I was, was watching a bunch of these Hall of Fame speeches, some of which are really great. And there's one from 2005 where Ric Flair is introducing Roddy Piper, two of the greatest wrestlers of all time. And they do crowd reaction shots, and there is one series of crowd reaction shots where they show Eddie Guerrero and then Chris Benoit. And I got to say, that was so painful, I <laughs> I basically had to, to turn it off. Yeah, yeah I'm sure it was fine. 